When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players. You have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. Welcome to another episode of the Just Blog Baby podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Park, and joining me as always is the editor-in-chief of Just Blog Baby, Nick Jeltness, also our resident Twitter guru, Ryan Lopes. This week, we have a special guest, James. James, how you doing, my man? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Always happy to join the Just Blog Baby crew. Cool, cool. Uh, you want to uh, You want to give the folks your Twitter handle? Yes, sir. You guys can find me on Twitter at Raiders Reporter. You can find my writing at www.blackholebanner.com, where you can also hear my dulcet tones. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. Well, it's been a crazy week for Raider Nation. Yeah, did uh, anything happen? Any news? <laughs> not, I mean, not much. Not much. <laughs> um, but after years of uncertainty, the Raiders relocation nightmare is well either depending on how you look at it it's either finally over or just starting um (laughs) unfortunately for the local fan base for the second time for the for the oakland for the oakland fan base they will be leaving town let's go ahead and start there uh we'll lead off from uh we'll lead off with a question from twitter AJ Mizzle Bizzle One. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Good handle. That's that's a really good handle. Uh but he he wants to know how we feel about the move. Happy, angry, neutral. James, how about you start off? You know, as many know, I'm an Oaklander from Oakland, live in Oakland still. Um, so it's very bittersweet for me. You know, part of me is happy to see the Raiders get a new stadium. Part of me is happy that this discussion is finally coming to an end. And part of me is obviously pretty disappointed because they're no longer going to be the Oakland Raiders. And that, that's a little bit hard for me to deal with. As a Bay Area guy, um, I mean, I can pretty much echo all those same same sentiments. I mean, for one, I, I certainly am happy that the stadium situation is over, but I am I'm obviously definitely disappointed that uh, that this is how it ended with you know no resolution in Oakland. So it's it's definitely going to suck to see them leave, especially with them you know on such an upswing that they're on right now. Uh, but at the same time, you know every quality team especially one that that's going to be as fun as this one deserves to be playing in a shiny brand new stadium so you know i'm happy for a lot of the guys to to get to experience that but you know i'm sad for you know myself james a lot of the bay area fans that you know a lot of these really good years potentially super bowl you know might not happen while they're calling oakland you know their home base and and that kind of sucks too you know to think about well, man, you know, I, I grew up in the Bay, uh, grew up going to Oakland Raiders games my whole life. Uh, I remember taking my mom to her f- first Oakland Raiders game, uh, had tickets in the black hole. It was, uh, I remember the uh, New England Patriots were in town. I think it was the year after uh, the whole tuck rule thing happened. And I, I think it was the year that we went to the Super Bowl, right, where we, we beat them in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, a lot of good memories in Oakland. It's, it's, it's really sad to see him go, but... At the same time, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see see these guys get that shiny new stadium, uh, a 1.9 billion dollar stadium, folks. That thing looks Ooh. beautiful. It's a lot and of pesos, man. I think I was reading uh, it will be the most expensive stadium 
in the world until the Ram Stadium is built. So think about that, fellas, going from the worst to the first. You know what I mean? Like that's a that's a yeah. huge that's a huge pretty, difference. Pretty crazy. Um, but let's talk about why this move happened, uh, Nick. Why did this move get approved? Uh, give us the details. You know this this obviously was a long drawn out complicated process but to simplify it i really think it just came down to one thing and and that's the fact that vegas was you know ponying up 750 million dollars with the hotel tax you know another 200 million dollars spread out for infrastructure and oakland wasn't um you know we can sit here and debate about market size and all these other factors but you know i think just at the end of the day the nfl decided to go with the 1.9 billion dollar you know fancy new option as opposed to the you know the 1.3 smaller scale stadium on the existing land um you know they decided that's the option that was most appealing um and i think that was you know of course the biggest factor in in this getting done all right well let's talk about uh who deserves the most blame james uh who do we need to blame for the Oakland Raiders leaving? Did did Oakland not step up enough? Did Mark not exhaust all of his options to stay? What do you think? You know, I think when you look at the city of Oakland and Mark Davis, I think you're going to find faults on both sides. I think you're going to find effort on both sides. And I think you're going to find that both sides were doing what they believe was in the best interest of their respective parties. Uh, I have a really hard time blaming either. I think, you know, I don't blame Libby Schaaf for not wanting to spend public money. I don't blame Mark Davis for seeking out public money. Uh, the one party that I do blame in all of this is the NFL. Because the NFL is a multi-billion dollar corporation who had plenty of opportunities to step in and stop this. Instead, they allowed three different fan bases and three different teams hang in the air for years in the Chargers, the Rams, and now the Raiders. Um, you know, I think they of anyone is who fans should be directing their anger at uh ryan from the outside looking in we know you're an east coast raiders fan uh what are your thoughts on all of this no i'll keep it you know short short and sweet i just I, I, again just like just like nick james and and, and ud just like you guys all alluded to I, I just feel really bad for obviously um you know the hometown fans fans in oakland fans in the bay you know it's just it's you know that's that, that's a that's a part of you that's that's obviously leaving now you know i felt the same way obviously when you know the St. Louis Rams were, you know, uprooted, and obviously that that whole thing. It just it just sucks for for the for the entire home base. Uh, I guess for me, outside looking in, uh, I, I'm I'm happy to I'm I'm looking forward to you know a, a brand new stadium and 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 just just like like Nick said earlier, you know, it's it's about time that you know this this franchise seems to be trending in the right direction on the field. It's 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 nice to know that you know the the stadium and 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 all the you know other kind of frivolous stuff is going to start to kind of catch up to them now you know bring them into the to 21st century so to speak wherever the case may be um I, i'll leave all the political stuff you know out of it libby shaft and the mayor and and, and the money and all that stuff we obviously know the owners are, are interested in kind of just one thing and 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 and, and one thing only um yeah man i mean it's 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 definitely it's bitter bittersweet probably the probably the best way to to to, to describe it even even as a as a displaced fan and what a what a rough few months it's been for uh for Bay Area based Raider sports fans specifically when, I mean just right as as high as we were looking at a twelve and four season and a potential number one seed and Derek Carr getting hurt and then the Raiders relocating and it's it's been a been a rough few months that all came crashing down pretty quickly. It has it has I mean life's crazy on the on the plus side though you know the Raiders will be sticking around for. For a couple more years, that might be a little awkward, but a little I, they, yeah. they got they got to win one before they go. They yeah, I, 
I think that uh, winning winning will make everyone forget. Um, Nick, what surprised you most uh, about this process? I mean, that's that's a hard question. There was a lot a lot that surprised me. I, I think the, what jumps out to me the most is just how much the opinion on, on Vegas shifted, you know, amongst the league from where we were, I don't know, 14 or 15 minutes, months ago when this process first started and this idea first got pitched. Um, the NFL has long had a, a very strong anti-gambling stance, and they still do. Um, there was a lot of concern with Adelson being involved, and, you know, obviously he isn't in the picture anymore. Um, there's concern about, you know, market size and, and just, you know, all these different things. Um, you know, there, there seemed to be quite a bit of roadblocks this entire time. Um, and then at, with the with the votes coming down, being a 31-to-1 approval, um, completely shocking to me. I mean, I I... I believe i said at one point i thought this was a zero percent chance to happen and it almost happened unanimously so unanimously so it's uh yeah i was i was completely shocked james how about you so there were two things that really shocked me about this the first i'm still shocked about the second i'm shamed in myself for being surprised by the first is the fact that 750 million dollars of public money was committed to a stadium i really thought we were heading towards a time where less and less public money would be committed and we'd be seeing really more and more stadiums built the way Kroenke is building it in, in LA and the way that Jed York built it in, um, in, in, in Santa Clara. Instead, it's the, the highest amount of money that's ever been devoted from a public entity. And there's supposedly 200 million more coming in, in infrastructure. So that is just still mind blowing to me. The second thing is that we didn't find out until after the vote was done that Jerry Jones owns stake in a company that will be selling the PSLs for the Raiders. And that company, because of this deal, it is now valued at higher than an NFL franchise. And so, as always, you want to follow the money. I just, you know, Jerry Jones has clearly been in the background of this, plotting ways to make money and make it happen. And none of us really knew about it. So that was just like, you know, real mind-blowing for me. Is is that not like a conflict at all? Like a conflict of interest in any way? I mean, I know it's just a company that he owns. That just seems like it's kind of dancing on a gray area, at least to me. Um, you know, obviously the NFL doesn't care. I mean, they kind of make their own rules and go by their own rules. But when I've, when I've heard that, and I thought that was wild. And, and also that um, I read that the Carson deal was the only kind of recent stadium deal that did not have legends for the seats. And that's the one that got shot down, you know, so probably <laughs> no coincidence there. Right. I, I mean, and that that's why they have the vote. Uh, that that vote gets rid of that gray area. So you know, they they essentially just say, look, all the all the owners approve of it. What are you gonna do? You know. So uh, other than the team leaving, uh, what was the most disappointing part of the process, Nick? I think the most disappointing thing as a Bay Area fan was Mark getting his feelings hurt by Oakland. I mean, saying that he felt betrayed by the rent being raised when I believe before that he was the lowest rent in the entire league for any NFL stadium. Um, so I just thought that was kind of, I mean, I could see why he might be a little bit upset, but um, you know, I just felt like he was kind of spiteful um, and, and not willing to, to come to the table. Um, so I really feel like if he put forth the same effort and resources towards the Bay area and trying to get a deal done, he absolutely could have done that. Um, he simply just, I think chose not to, I mean, the Bay area has, 
more billionaires than almost any other location in the entire world. Um, and you're telling me that, you know, a team like the Raiders on the upswing with some of the players that they have in the in the Bay Area, just the markets they have in general, are going to have trouble finding financing. Um, you know, so that, that's kind of hard for me to believe. And, and that's what disappointed me. All right, let's go to Twitter for another question. Uh, Raider T wants to know if we should expect any change in the uniform, such as a black face mask. Ryan, what are your thoughts on that? Man, this is uh, uh, th- there's already been enough, you know, dramatic changes over here, enough, <laughs> en- enough, enough trauma caused. You know what I mean, man? You can't. Yeah. There's there's no reason to 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 change the cleanest uniforms uh, in, in in sports, man, a- across all sports. So yep. uh, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, I saw some fans saying that uh, comparing this situation to the Browns leaving Cleveland uh, and being forced to leave behind a team name and, and logo behind. Um, and since, since that precedent has been sent, uh, that Mark Davis should be forced to do the same. Uh, James, is there any merit to that? You know, it's a little bit of a different situation. In Cleveland, the Browns were, the, the, the organization, the franchise, was in the middle of the lawsuit with Cleveland. And the the leaving of the name with Cleveland was a settlement in that lawsuit. So the city of Oakland really doesn't have that kind of leverage to try to force the Raiders to do that. So, And of course, the Raiders, this is a, a brand that's worth millions of dollars. So of course, Mark Davis isn't going to leave it. So I just don't think that's right. really going to happen. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Ryan, what would you say some of the biggest benefits uh, of the Raiders moving to Vegas are? Shit, man, I really don't. I, I mean, again, outside of the obvious, right, the, the brand new stadium and all that stuff, um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss, right? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm very interested to see. Um, again, we, we've heard kind of the, the, the buildup, obviously, b- before the vote and, and, and obviously after the vote. Uh, you know, Las Vegas is a is a transient city, you know what I mean? Um so I, I'm curious, how are the fans going to travel? Are, are, is the stadium going to, are tickets going to sell? Um, I don't think that'll be an issue, but I mean, again, it's, 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 it's definitely, it's definitely a good, a good question to ask. So um, again, other than the, than, than the stadium, and I think for, you know, out of, out of, out of town, out of state fans like myself, I think flights to Vegas are, are, are a lot more uh, affordable, I guess. Um, those are kind of the two that I, that I would kind of, that I would kind of circle. Other than that, man, uh, it gets hot as shit in Vegas. Um, <laughs> so again, I'm, I'm not, you know what I mean? Like as far as climate and stuff like that, man, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of having a hard time finding any, I mean, again, the stadium is obviously the, the crown jewel, right? So that's, that is a huge, huge win. But other than that, man, I mean, I'm not, I'm not really sure. I'd be curious if you guys can add anything to that. I mean, the, the, the lack, the lack of tax in Nevada is something that sticks out to me. I know that's not necessarily having to do with the stadium itself, but it's a big deal, right? Because players are going to make a whole lot more money on the exact same contract in Nevada than California. Absolutely. So for me, when you're looking at football, that's the biggest impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I that, think... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying that that 13% tax in California is a huge deal. I mean, imagine saving 13% on a, on a contract. And when you're talking about millions of dollars, that's... Mm-hmm. that's 130000 for every million. Yep. There you go. Notable. Went to school for that to do that math right off the top of my head. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, definitely, I think that's the biggest pro that that sticks out um, from a football standpoint is definitely that. I think that makes the Raiders much more of a threat in free agency to to sign some of these top free agents like a lot of those Florida teams that, you know, that gets brought up every single time that happens. Um, You know, they're still pretty close to the L.A. fan base. It's just kind of a, you know, hop, skip and a jump away. Um, so I think especially in the first, you know, two, three years, uh, you know, I, I don't see any attendance struggles. 
Um, as far as maybe some some cons, um, you know, definitely the small market I think is is a con. The TV market having to rely on travel long term. I mean, how many people are going to fly in and drive in week in and week out, year in and year out? You know, especially if the team is bad. Um, so that's that's something that we'll have to see in the future, or hopefully, I mean, hopefully we don't have to see it if the Raiders are are never bad again. But you know what I mean. And then one thing I'm really curious to see is airline and hotel prices, specifically for like checking in and flying in on a Friday or a Saturday and then checking out or flying home on a Sunday. I mean, they could easily just jack up the rates for those, you know, particular days, you know, a flight home Sunday. Um, cause that's what a lot of people are going to look to do. So that's kind of something I'm curious to see if, if that happens or not as well. All right. Let's talk about, uh, the important issues. Uh, serious question. Did you guys see the plans for the Raiders themed brothel? <laughs> uh, yep. uh, uh, uh I'm I'm a little torn. Is that a pro or a con in this case? <laughs> That's a tough one. Um, depends who you ask, I guess. Uh, but you know, don't don't be surprised, I guess, if if more of that kind of stuff happens. You know, VIP VIP discounts for for Raiders players at at certain locations. <laughs> uh, you know, across Vegas and whatnot. That that, that stuff's about to about to happen. It's a good name, though. Did you guys see the name? No, no. What was the name? I think it was called. <laughs> Pirate booty, right? Pirate oh, booty. Called? Yeah. That's good. That, that that's makes really sense. Good. Well done. So here, here, <laughs> hear me out on this, on, on how this could end up being a really big plus for the Raiders. You guys here know the go. stories about how Lawrence Taylor used to send hookers to his opponent's hotel rooms the night before games. Maybe Raiders can get a little <laughs> something really? going on, you know? Yeah, he used to he used to send yeah, he tried to tire out his opponents the day before games, so he'd send hookers to their to their apartments, try to keep or to their hotels, try to keep them up all night. So maybe wow. the Raiders could work a little something out, get some some discounts for the visiting team, maybe get their players a little tired. Hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> You're always thinking, thinking outside James. the box, gentlemen. Thinking yeah, outside the box. Thinking. Over under on on how many nights per week Mark Davis stays at that place. <laughs> Two Ooh, or three. Dude, that is not something Do I they want serve to visualize. Wings? Oh, God. <laughs> That's going to be his new P.F. Changs. Oh, no. <laughs> no. All right, well, that'll do it for this episode. Of- <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> and on a high note. <laughs> I'm just playing. All right. Um, speaking of Mark Davis, uh, Mark Davis – offered to give a refund to any season ticket deposits um, for anyone that requests it. Ryan, what do you think of this move? I mean, classy, classy, classy move by Mark. Uh, I'm not sure any other owner, uh, any, you know, I, I can't, I think uh, they, they were discussing this. It might've been on, on, on sports center or something like this. I can't imagine someone like Dean Spanos or whatever, you know, offering, offering that. So uh, a, a classy move, by Mark, I'm, I know Ed Werder tweeted out. Um, I, that's I'm sure we're going to talk about that. But Ed Werder tweeted out how obviously no one else is really, no one's jumped to the chance to kind of go go for that refund. So I'd be I'd be curious, kind of you know, as the months you know pass and, and and we get close to the season, how many fans are actually turning in those those the, those season tickets? Uh, Ryan, what percentage of fans do you think will truly jump ship? Um, and what do you think the antennas will be like until Oakland leaves? Man, I know. Uh, I, I know it was it a doctor doc, Dr. Death. He was kind of uh, he had a he had a he had an interview with with somebody man, and and he was uh, my, my my man was fed up, and he was he was a hundred percent serious. I think I think he put all the he put all the, the the pirate gear away, man, and he's and he's and he's washing his hands. You know what I mean? So uh, I guess you know he's 
got a, a bit of a voice, so I imagine he's probably got some, you know, a handful of other of other fans behind him. So um, again, I, 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 you probably will see a, a handful of fans that are gonna, you know, look for other teams to to kind of root for, but I'm I'm not sure it's gonna be a a, a large majority. Uh, so James, have you been kind of surveying the uh, the landscape out there? I, I know just so, you know some of my friends and, and coworkers and stuff. Um, I mean, the vast majority, I think, only enough to count on one hand so far. You know, said that that they're done. Um, I, I think the vast majority are, are going to stick around. What, what's your, kind of your take on on uh, on that? Yeah, you know, I only uh, a lot of my friends are obviously Raiders fans, and I only know of two who are even considering abandoning fan fandom. Um, and, and I think it's, it's not even an easy decision for them. They're pissed. They're livid. Uh, you know, I can't, I don't think that it's even easy for them. One person I will tell you, my dad is pretty sick of it. My dad watched him leave twice. He, he's an Oaklander too. Um, he, he's not moving to another team, but I don't think he's really going to follow the NFL much anymore in general. I think he's going to kind of stick to college. Um, so, you know, I, I do think some people are. So let me ask you a follow-up question on that because you, you've obviously come on the podcast here to talk about it. You still got your website, so safe to assume you're, you're sticking around as a, as a real fan. Um, why, how come you, you're going to stick around? What's what's different for you? Like, why aren't you as pissed as some of your friends? Are, are we getting into like a litmus test for for real fans now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to. We're about to make, no, but like, why? How come you're sticking around? Um, you know, personally, what, what's what's your your belief on that? You know, you know, when I started, are you just too vested. That's part. But when I started, the Raiders weren't even in Oakland. They were in Los Angeles when I first became a fan. And so while I loved having them here and I was extremely excited when they first moved back, they've never, you know, they've never had that same intrinsic tie to Oakland because when I first became a sports fan, when I first became a football fan, they weren't here. You know what I mean? I followed college football primarily most of my childhood because there was no NFL team here. I followed, I was a Cal fan. And so as upsetting as it is for me, it's not something I tie to Oakland and my status as an Oaklander as much as some others may. Yeah, I'm kind of in that same boat. I mean, when I was, I think, five years old, like 1994, 1995, somewhere in that range, um, I grew up, you know, primarily in a Niners family in San Jose in Niners territory uh, when the Niners were just coming off, you know, several Super Bowls. Um, and everybody out here, everybody that I knew was a Niners fan. And, and I just I defected from that to be a Raiders fan when I was like five or six. So mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I never I never, you know, really tied them to, to Oakland as, as much as maybe people that are older than me, I suppose, or, or younger. Um, and also too, I think I'm just, I'm just way too vested in this. I mean, going, being a fan for such a long time, um, through all the awful years, you know, two and 14, Jamarcus Russell, all that stuff. Um, I think I'm just way too, you know, emotionally vested. I mean, they call it diehard for a reason. And I think, you know, we've all died hard with the Raiders with how bad they've been. And, you know, I just, that's not something I think I can just let go of. Um, so that's, you know, big reason why I think I'm going to stick around. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, but the question of how long the Raiders will be in Oakland before moving is up in the air. Uh, they're saying two years. Oakland doesn't want them in 2019. Uh, Nick, what is your understanding of how this is going to play out? Yeah, I think, I think that's pretty much it. Um, most people seem to think that two seasons is the expectation here. I know there's some talk about, you know, the Raiders wanting them out sooner. Uh, but I, I think we'll get... 
um, you know, the upcoming 2017 and then the, the 2018 season. Um, 2019 is where, you know, the, the big question mark is obviously because the, the lease at the Coliseum is going to expire. It's it's going to be real awkward, I think, for Mark to be like, hey, uh, let me get one more year. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see the the Raiders end up playing in, in Sam Boyd Stadium for 2019, and we only get two more seasons of, of our Raiders here in Oakland. Um, so if I had to guess, that's, that's what I would say is going to happen. Uh, James, I saw that the uh, city council president of Oakland wants to evict the Raiders, uh, or at least wants them gone right away. Uh, I saw some rumblings that the city could possibly sue the team. Could either of those actually happen? I mean, I really don't know if they could sue them. I don't know enough details about it to really know. It seems to me more like one of those, you know, posturing uh, moments, you know. Um, as far as kicking them out, you know, there's a contract, and the Raiders were given an option to be here the next two years. And Uh, Oakland, you know, I don't know who does contracts for Oakland, but if you look at the contract that brought them back with with Mount Davis and and this contract giving them full authority, giving the Raiders full authority to choose over the next two seasons, Oakland doesn't write very good contracts, man. I mean, they really just kind of let the Raiders (laughs) walk all over them with some of these contracts. They're no no Reggie McKenzie's. You know what? Let's hit Twitter for another question. Uh, Mr. Jeff G. Smith. That's probably the most normal. Very formal. Han- Very it's no, it's yeah. no mizzle. It's no mizzle bizzle. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Mr. Jeff G. Smith Esquire wants to know uh, that the ticket prices. Well, he wants to know what the ticket prices will be in Vegas. You guys have a guess? Um, I, I think if I remember correctly, Levi Stadium. I think ticket prices were like three hundred dollars a ticket when when that was opening up. I think the the Viking Stadium. I was thinking about going with one of my best friends for that opening, um, who's a Vikings fan, and I think those were around two hundred and fifty or three hundred dollars um, for for the first home game. So I think that's probably a pretty decent range of, of where it might fall. Um, do you guys think? Do you guys think it's going to be a packed house sellout? Absolutely, no question. When it uh, when it opens up, uh, yeah. I mean, again, I think I think Vegas kind of the name kind of sells itself in in a sense. Especially, I mean, maybe maybe you know initially kind of for a big grand opening type type of thing. So I think it's going to be a sight to see, especially when you unveil a stadium that's going to look, um, you know, if if the if it even comes you know half as close to these to these renderings, man, it's going to be absolutely a, a, a sight to behold. Yeah, I'd be pretty surprised with a brand new stadium if they weren't able to sell out early on. I think that, you know, at the, at the very least, you're going to have a couple of years of just honeymoon period. I mean, even Levi's, as much as people hate it now, the first couple of years, people were still in love with it and packing it. So I think you'll at least get that. I think for me, the big question is, how much would the would the PSLs be? You know, are they going to be pricing out the average fan? Are these PSLs going to be bought by casinos and big companies out there to use to, to, to you know, woo their, their business partners? You know, what, what, who can actually afford the tickets? That's my curiosity. All right. Well, uh, something that went a little overlooked is Marshawn Lynch. I mean, we were talking about Marshawn Lynch coming back to play for the Oakland Raiders. Uh, do you think that this changes the likelihood of him coming out of retirement to play for the Raiders, what do you think, Ryan? Man, I I, I was kind of on the fence with with all the kind of kind of to, to to begin with. Um, again, obviously an incredible storyline. Regardless, um, we heard a ton of reports pointing in the direction that obviously Marshawn's healthy. He wants to play. You know, he's got he's got you know his his, his former teammates, friends, whatever. Everyone's coming out telling him he's got the itch or whatever. Then you got 
you know, some guys on the other side saying, you know, uh, you can't really, you can't really, can't really trust anything that's going on right now, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think if anything, I, I guess maybe this pushes Marshawn maybe to come back for that kind of that, literally that last ride, you know, um, that, that could be, I could kind of just add to the, to the swirling narrative and all that stuff, you know, it could be, you know, maybe this is the last season, maybe they got two more seasons in Oakland, but I guess if Marshawn's going to be a part of something, this is, this is, this is something to, 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 to really, you know, grab, grab the old helmet and grab and grab the old cleats for, for, for one last ride. James, uh, what are your feelings on Marshawn? You know, I could see it going either way. And with a guy like Marshawn, you really have no idea, exactly. but I could see it being him being upset and, and piss that they're leaving and making that decision that he's not going to play because of that. I could also see him being the type to look at the opportunity and say, well, wait a second, I can come play for a year or two on a team. There's a chance of winning Super Bowl. And I could be remembered forever as the Oaklander who came back and won a Super Bowl with the Raiders before they moved. That's pretty tempting. If if that happens, uh, Marshawn comes decides to you know decides to come back, and the Raiders are in the Super Bowl, and he scores like a James White type touchdown to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I will I will start to go find me myself to to build a Marshawn statue. <laughs> oh, gonna, count me in. Name name your first son Marshawn or what? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go talk to the girl after the episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sounds good. Uh, we have another question from Twitter. Specifically for James, JBB's Uh-oh. own and previous podcast guest, Primetime Ryan, he asks if Bill Williamson has filed his lawsuit yet, <laughs> and how do you feel about your chances against him in court? First of all, of course it's Ryan that decides to bring this up. <laughs> <laughs> That's that a good question. Here. Really, really good No, question. no lawsuit yet. Um, I welcome the challenge, and I think I'd do pretty well if he did bring it. <laughs> you, you, haven't been, you haven't been hit with the subpoena yet? No, nothing yet. I think he's quieted down a lot since I actually Man, sent him the, the link to that the... That was wild. That was one of my favorite days. I, I feel I feel bad for the people <laughs> that don't know what we're referring to and, and missed that. That was, that was too funny. I'll have to, have to throw it back in the timeline, maybe. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> did any of you guys catch Del Rio's comments? Uh, he said... Uh, yeah, he, he said when it's all said and done, there's a strong chance we'll add a back that can give us some of that power running. Nick... Is Jack foreshadowing uh, being facetious, or, or is he just trolling the Raider Nation? You know what? Maybe it's maybe it's wishful thinking on my end, but I feel like he knows something. I mean, tampering is is obviously an issue in, in the case of Marshawn, um, but I don't think any of us are, are naive enough to think that the Raiders haven't talked to him. Um, you know, otherwise, I don't think they would have just pursued him out of the blue without gauging his interest in in returning. Um, so I, I think. I think he knows that they've talked and, um, you know, like I said, maybe it's just wishful thinking, but, you know, I'm encouraged that, that he's going to, that he's going to come back. And if I had to guess, I, um, I would think that he, he feels like he wants to try to give the, the, you know, his hometown city a Super Bowl before they leave. That's, that's, I think the opinion I would have. Um, and hopefully that's the one he has, but we'll see. All right. Uh, Ryan, during Del Rio's media session, he also said that Marshall Newhouse, might be in the pole position for the starting right tackle spot. Uh, what did you think about that? That kind of came out of right field, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's obviously a very a very weird comment. Um, again, to me, 
the new house, you know, again, everyone was really, you know, the timeline was baffled, upset, you know, they, they, they wanted a big name free agent and, and McKenzie gives them Marshall new house. So they were, <laughs> they were, they, they, they were a little upset about that. Again, to me, uh, there, there was very little money involved. So I, I look at new house as, you know, someone that's going to compete for a backup spot, you know, guard tack, whatever the, he's, he's played, you know, all over the line uh, during his career. He's not a starter to me. Um, so I'm kind of chalking this one up to just simple coach speak. You know, Del Rio's going to, you know, uh, you know, build him up. You know, hey, you got you got a chance to compete. Um, I'd be very surprised if he if he beats out. Again, I know people don't want to see Austin Howard starting, but I'd be very surprised if he ends up beating out someone like, 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 like Austin Howard. Uh, Mackenzie was also reached for some comments. He said that car will be a full go after offseason activities, that his extension will probably get done after the draft. And he talked about free agency as well, saying he couldn't spend as much money this offseason, obviously. Uh, Nick, I'll let you touch on Mackenzie's comments. So yeah, for, for first off, I think the, the big news that everyone took away from from his presser um, in, in, uh, in Phoenix was that cars is going to be a full go for for offseason activities um and i think just you know based on on the severity of his injury that we learned and, and the progress that we've already seen him make this offseason um a lot of you know people expected that but still with you know an, a leg injury to your franchise quarterback anytime you can get positive news you'll definitely take it so you know i'm, I'm certainly excited that he's not really gonna you know skip a beat here in the offseason programs when when those come around um and then yeah his extension i, I think there was a lot of talk before free agency whether or not the deal would get done before or after uh, you know obviously a few weeks through free agency we, we kind of got that answer figured out uh, you know on our own but you know it, it's good to know that that's going to get taken care of you know right after the draft I think we're all anxious to see what those what those numbers are going to be like um, so the car stuff none of that's really a surprise um, he did mention Gabe Jackson though so I was happy to hear that because you know, there, there. I think there was some speculation whether or not Gabe will get done this year or next year, and it sounds like that's going to get done this off season, which I think is the right move. Um, and then, yeah, about free agency. I mean, I was saying this whole time on the podcast. I've had probably four or five articles before free agency saying that you know the, the Raiders are not going to be big spenders, regardless of them being in the top you know three or whatever it was in cap space. You know, that's not w- what the actual money is going to look like by the time they take care of you know the things they need to take care of. So, you know, I was glad that he kind of was able to go out there and say that, and, and hopefully that makes some of the fans who are still upset that the Raiders didn't sign Clayus Campbell or, or whoever, you know back up off the ledge a little bit um so yeah i I mean i thought it was you know a little bit more insightful stuff than than we usually get out of mckenzie so you know i I thought it was kind of a cool little interview let's go back to the twitter mailbag we have a question from dust matt 75 he wants to know if cars beliefs and values compromise a long-term deal due to the vegas move actually that's a very good question uh ryan what do you think Man, I mean, again, I, I I think I tweeted something out about uh, I think it was something along these lines where Matt Miller, Bleacher Report, you know, said something about how um, you know that there I can't think of a worse place uh, for someone like Derek Carr than than Las Vegas, and actually Carr's brother Darren came back and said something on the lines of you know there, there's there's people everywhere that 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 need help, and obviously referring to to his to his to his faith or whatever. Um, uh, man, Derek's, you know, some people love him. Some people hate him for, you know, obviously the same reason people didn't like Tebow, you know, very outspoken with their, with their, with their faith. Um, 
I don't see this being an issue at all. I think I think he, he obviously carries himself very well, and and it's very important to him. I think the team recognizes that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't have much more to add. I I I, I don't personally foresee it being being a, a a deal breaker or anything like that. So, I think it was either Darren Carr or David, one of one of his brothers. I forget what when someone made a comment. I think it was Matt Miller. Uh, from Bleacher Report said, like, I can't think of a worse place for Derek Carr than Las Vegas. And one of his brothers, I think, replied something like, just another opportunity to help those who are lost. So, you know, Vegas, I think, has a big homeless uh, population and, and problem. And, and I think Derek's just like he's been doing in, in Oakland and the Bay Area, I think he'll do a lot a lot of good for the for the community out there. So I don't see it, you know, affecting this whatsoever. I have been seeing the, uh, the Justin baby uh, hashtag floating around Twitter. I thought that that Ooh, was boy. kind of... <laughs> Derek's, Derek's not going to like that yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got another question. This one's for James. It's from DustMat75 again. He wants to know why you don't comb your hair before your periscopes. <laughs> Yo, w- with beautiful locks like I have, you can't try to control them. You got to let them shit slow free. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. All right. Uh, Let's talk about free agency. As of right now, everyone is waiting on Zach Brown. James, what's your prediction for this? And and what's up with Perry Riley? You know, I I don't think Zach Brown's coming. It just doesn't seem to make sense to me. He still seems to be interested in more money. Um, You know, but you never know. It, It apparently is down to Miami and Oakland. And so if, if he's about money, Miami seems to be the more likely place. If he's about trying to win, Oakland seems the more likely place. As for Perry Riley, I still think he's probably going to end up coming back. I think the Raiders are going to wait until either, you know, around the draft or after the draft to re-sign him and see what else they can do with the position. But I wrote this a while ago. I think even if they get Zach Brown, even if they get Zach Brown and draft a linebacker, I'd still bring Perry Riley back. It's clear no one is really interested in him. He's going to come at a cheap price, and he's great depth. All right. Well, Nick, uh, do you think there are any other free agents still out there that are worth pursuing or is McKenzie just done with free agency and looking on to the draft? It feels like to me that it's it's pretty much Zach Brown or, or bust at this point. If if he doesn't sign, I'm not sure McKenzie's going to go after anyone else. Um, he, he's kind of, I mean, Jonathan Hankins is still out there, but it seems pretty clear that if Zach Brown is too expensive or potentially too expensive, Hankins definitely will be. Um you know, there might be another Marshall Newhouse type deal that sneaks in there, but I think, you know, all in all or or for the most part, you know, this is this is pretty much the class, the, the class of, of five here that we've got. And, you know, I'm I'm, you know, perfectly okay with that. I mean, I, I was saying like I said this whole time, I don't I don't think the Raiders should, nor do I want them to, to be big spenders. So, you know, I, I think we're probably done. Uh Ryan, if the Raiders didn't sign another free agent, how would you grade this class? Again, I mean, I uh, I think it I think it went I think you know McKenzie did out went out and, and kind of went about it, his business the way that a majority of us you know thought he would. There wasn't going to be a ton of money being thrown around. I don't think we we're going to be in play for really any of the big name free agents. Um, so I think given that, I mean, I, I think a C a C plus sounds fair. I I, I think you know the Del Rio in that same media session talked up uh, Patterson, so I think they got some pretty pretty decent plans for him trying tr- trying to get him involved. Uh, Jenkins, the, the, the linebacker, the question mark with him has always been health. So, um, I'm sure he obviously depth regardless, but if he's, if he's healthy and able to, to, to compete for, uh, for, for, for Malcolm Smith spot, that'd be fantastic. Um, again, touched on, <clears throat> excuse me, 
Newhouse Pryor, uh, good or decent depth depth signing. I don't think he's more than that. So, um, you know, it's 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 definitely the the, the underwhelming name. So, um, all things considered, I think I think a C or C C C plus is fair. Uh, so we've talked about the five free agent signings, uh, but James, let's get your thoughts. Which signings were you a fan of? Which signings did you not like? You know, there weren't any that I disliked. I think there's varying levels of how much I like them. I'm a really, really big fan and really excited about Jared Cook and uh, Corderell Patterson. I think that it's really hard to find fault in investing in your franchise quarterback, and that's exactly what the Raiders did. Those two guys are going to allow Todd Downing, a first-year coordinator, tons of flexibility with his alignments, with his scheme, with throwing all kinds of different things at opposing defenses. So I love those two signings. Marshall Newhouse and Janoris Jenkins, I'm neither excited nor upset about. They're just kind of meh guys, you know. Depth is good, um, and they add depth, so that's good. Uh, EJ Manuel, I'm actually, uh, I'm, I actually kind of like that signing. It's super low risk. There's no guaranteed money, and you're bringing in a guy with starter experience to push Connor Cook. And you really, in my mind, that's a great thing. You've got a young quarterback that you've invested a fourth-round pick in. Now give him some competition and force him to learn and get better. All right, let's switch. Let's switch gears and uh, talk about the draft. Uh, Jabril Peppers is ar- arguably the most polarizing player in this draft class. Um, you know, there's all sorts of takes on him. Nick, what's your take, and where do the Raiders draft him if they draft him? I don't think Jabril is a first round prospect. Um, I just don't see it. Um, you know, for his safety, I just don't think he's got the necessary ball skills um, to, to be a quality coverage safety. And I think we saw him at linebacker at times in Michigan kind of get exposed, like when Ohio State uh, played him. I mean, they just ran right at him and, and there wasn't anything he could do about it. So, I mean, I don't think he's particularly strong in coverage or against the run. Um, you know, he's kind of just an athlete that, that made some plays on offense in college. And I think that kind of, you know, built up his hype to, to what it is. Um, I could see a team taking him in, in the second round um, or maybe even the first round. I just hope it's not the Raiders. You know, if, if he if for some reason was on the board with their third round pick, you know, then I, I probably would be down. I mean, hard to pass on that kind of athleticism. I think he's very passionate about football. Um, but as far as his, like I said, his, his strengths, I just don't think he is that strong in, in any particular area. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm uh, not all too, uh, too high on, on Jabril. Uh, James, what do you think? You know, I think his athleticism is, you know, high first round athleticism, but his football skills are maybe like back of the second round football skills. So he's really complicated and hard to know what to do with. If I had a defensive coordinator who I had incredible amounts of of confidence in and, and confidence that they would be able to do something with him and teach him and mold him into a good player... I'd be okay with taking him in the, in the back of the first. I think you gentlemen know how I feel about our defensive coordinator, so I would really not be happy if they took him. Ryan, yeah, you have any hot takes on Jabril? I mean, I I, I really think I'm I'm alone in this, so I, I do believe that it, that in itself makes it a hot take. I I I'm okay with Jabril Peppers in the first round. I'm okay with Jabril Peppers at 24 overall, man. Um, I think you know again. Obviously, you guys touched on he obviously is an athlete, says the right things, goes about his business the right way. I think he truly does love football. But that aside, um, I'm interested in seeing him at the next level, and I'm I'm okay with rolling the dice um, and, and putting him in one position. Um, obviously, he played all over the all over the map in, in college and did whatever was was asked of him. But I think if you if you play him in the box, you know, and just allow him to 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 kind of roam around, chase. I, th- I think he's gonna you know eliminate the the the, the tight end troubles that. That, that Oakland's had. Um, 
uh, again, I just I just think he's going to benefit from from being put in one position and, and allowing him to kind of hone in on his skills and really focus on doing one thing and doing it well instead of spreading spreading himself so so you know so thin on on offense, defense, special teams, whatever the case may be. So um, I, again, I I was a fan coming in. I was a little high on him coming in, and I've kind of tempered that back down a little bit. But to me, still a first round player and still a player that, depending how the board falls, I would I would definitely con- consider him at, at as early as twenty four. You know, not to make a uh, cross-sports comparison, but this really feels a lot like Draymond Green. Do you guys remember that? How Draymond wasn't, wasn't getting any love, um, but he proved the haters wrong. I don't know. That's I, I kind of feel like it's uh, maybe the same scenario. I can dig but, it. All right, let's see here. Uh, we know where Ryan stands on Christian McCaffrey. Uh, dude has, has never stopped talking about him. Um, (laughs) James, uh, what do you think about Christian? Ryan and I have been headed for this clash for, for what seems like (laughs) months now. I, I think Christian McCaffrey is a very good football player. I think whoever drafts him in the first round will be very happy with their product. I don't think he makes sense for the Raiders. He, and you know, I think Nick has pointed this out before. He, he just matches too closely what the other running backs on the Raiders do. And, And I just don't, you know, it's one of those things that if you do that, okay, but you better be getting rid of either Richard or Washington. And how do you know which one you want to get rid of at this point after only one season? And what are you going to do about short yardage downs? And you know, it just it just doesn't make sense. I think if the running back core was in a different situation now, I'd be all for it. But for me, it just doesn't make sense given what the Raiders have. That's exactly kind of what I've been saying. What what James just just said right there is that you know I'm a big Christian McCaffrey fan. I I did a full breakdown on him for uh, for JBB, fantastic football player. Um, I just uh, I think he's like James said he's too similar to to Burchard and Washington. I think he's just maybe a better version of those guys. And uh, you know we need that we need that big power back that we had and let go or <laughs> add and let walk. Y'all are breaking my heart, man. <laughs> We've talked about... <laughs> I like the little shot at the end, giving props to Latavius Murray just to rub it into Ryan a little bit yeah. worse. <laughs> Y'all are breaking my heart. <laughs> uh, We've talked about Obi and Redick uh, quite a bit, as they're widely considered uh, the two favorites for the 24th pick. Let's talk about some sleepers, though. Nick, you go first. I'm going to go with... Both Ohio State guys, I I think one uh, for the 24th pick, I know a lot of people consider him a second round guy, but Raekwon McMillan, um, someone that can, you know, potentially play inside linebacker, which is uh, definitely, you know, obviously a major need for the Raiders, Uh, big time athlete. I think he's still only 20 years old, highly productive. I mean, he's going to check a lot of boxes, I think, for McKenzie. Um, And the reason why I say maybe a sleeper for 24 is, as I was saying, a lot of people might consider him a second round pick. But picking towards the end of the second round, you know, the Raiders don't have top five, top ten pick anymore. It doesn't seem likely to me that Raekwon is a guy that will be there at the end of the second round. So if McKenzie wants him, he might have to grab him at 24. Um, And I think we kind of saw that last year with Carl Joseph. Um, A lot of people considered Carl uh, a first-round talent. And his injury, some people thought maybe he could sneak into the second round. Um, But what happened was, you know, Reggie liked him enough and, and just picked him at 14. Um, so it could be kind of a, a similar situation, you know, obviously without the injury. And then the second one would be Gary and Conley, who I think maybe with the Sidney Jones injury is, is now right up there in the conversation for the second best cornerback in this class. Um, and I think someone 
he's someone that can do a much better job than than Sean Smith and and David Amerson guarding those smaller, quicker receivers. So he can come in right away, play the slot, and I think he you know even has the the, the capabilities big enough to to play on the outside eventually if they need him to. So those would be my my top two as far as you know not the not the most popular or talked about option. James, who you got? So uh, for me, I'm going to go corner with one of them as well with Tredavious White. He's a guy that I really like, and I haven't heard a ton of people connecting with the Raiders. He seems to make sense with needs because he's a guy who can come in right away, start at the corner or the, the slot corner position, and develop hopefully into an outside corner. So he's a guy who you get value from right away and hopefully improve value down the line. Um, another guy who I think is a big sleeper, would be Malik McDowell. And I think he's a sleeper because one of his big issues is, is, you know, is he, is he a head case? Does he have issues uh, off the field? And is that something that McKenzie would be willing to take a risk on in the first round? We've seen him take a risk late rounds, but would he do it in the first round? Uh, if he does, I think that's a talent who could make a big difference for the Raiders and really help out Khalil Mack and, um, and Bruce Irvin feed next season. Ryan, who's going to be your sleeper? Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I promise you, I'm not gonna talk about Christian this pod, man. But uh, actually, James <laughs> J- James took J- James took my guy, man. I, I was gonna say Mc, McDowell as well, um, just because again, a lot of the, the narrative surrounding McKenzie these past few years has been obviously steering away from kind of the the character type 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 concerns. I think we heard similar complaints. Obviously, McDowell's probably probably has a few more flags, but we heard similar complaints with uh, or similar flags with with a player like Mario Edwards Jr. coming out of out of school, you know, he kind of he kind of just, you know, packed it in. Uh, you know, I think I think Del Rio said he had uh he had he had, he had his own case of se- senioritis. Um so I think McDowell's just a case of a kid that uh was just looking forward to just get out and 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 obviously was playing kind of down to some competition whatever the case may be. Um so I I'd be interested if if McKenzie kind of kind of goes that way cuz to me a player like McDowell's easily probably one of the one of the top 5 10 best players in this in this class. So to get him at 24 is would would, would be incredible. The other name I'm going to throw out there is uh is is another cornerback uh one that i'm personally really really high on kid from colorado man chido bay awuzi uh no one else is really mocking him in the first man i just think he's one of the he's one of the cleanest the cleanest corners out there man um that's zero zero issues you know with this with his with with his run fits playing playing in coverage man just super super clean tape uh just a, a really good kid um and I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's if, if he's selected in the first if, if it's not by oakland it, it, it might be by someone else so I'm going to jump in here real quick. We got a, a last-minute Twitter question that came in, so I'll, I'll direct it to to James since he's our guest here. So we've got um, at A underscore to the underscore O. He wants to know the over-under on the def- number of defensive players that the Raiders will take in the draft. So they've got eight picks. James, how many of those do you think will be uh, defensive players? You know, I'm going to go over-under five. I think it's going to be over five. I think... It, probably looking at one to two offensive draft picks, a running back, um, you know, maybe a, a slot receiver can be developed or, or maybe a tight end can be developed because, you know, the two the wide receiver and tight end the Raiders brought in are really only one or two year stop gaps. Um, but besides that, I think it's going to be pretty much all defense. Should we uh, should we do one more question from Twitter? Let's do it. All right. Uh, we got a question from Raider T again. He wants to know where Jared Davis is on the draft board following his strong pro day. Ryan, you got some intel? 
Man, I just uh, Davis was a kid, uh, obviously a linebacker for those for those who aren't familiar with the name, uh, middle linebacker from from Florida, a kid that I that I had, you know, a, a, a third round grade on. Uh, tape was kind of all over the place. I believe he's had a couple injuries himself. I, you know, he he. I, I I knew he would test well. I didn't think he would test as well as he did. Um, I think uh, our, our, our our boy Trevor was at was at the Florida uh, the Florida pro uh, the Florida pro day, and uh, I think the numbers that were coming in, man, might have put him at the very top of, of the list for like across the board as far as as far as linebackers are concerned. So, dude, dude made himself a good a good bit of money, man. Uh, but for me, uh, I'm 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 all about you know the testing and stuff like that. That 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 plays a big a big part. But obviously, you gotta you gotta weigh that against the tape. The tape for me is still kind of all over the place. So uh, a third third round grade, I could understand pushing him up to maybe fifty six overall. But any of that first round talk for me is still is still a bit still a bit wild. So, all right, last question: uh, Any of you fellas going to the Vegas home opener or <laughs> going to any games in Vegas whatsoever? Uh, I don't think I'll I'll uh, be all that interested in going to the to the Vegas opener. Um, Probably a little, a little too, too fresh when, when that eventually happens. But I, I could see myself making my, you know, making my way to, to at least one game at some point. You know, maybe the first or the second season. Um, but I, I don't think I can do the opener. I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I don't think I'll be able to afford to go to the opener. <laughs> I mean, those tickets are probably. Gonna be- <laughs> <laughs> um, That's exactly. <laughs> but it's good answer. Yeah, you know. But at some point, I, I will go uh, for sure. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know when. Um, I'm with Nick a little bit. It is also a little bit too fresh. I'm not sure sure how I feel about that. But at some point, I will most definitely be going to a game. Man, I'm gonna be out there. I don't know about you guys. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. You're gonna see me in the front row, just drunk as hell, just just acting a fool. And, uh, With the JBB sign out there for the there brand. Exactly. Exactly. For sure. For sure. But I think that'll do it for this week's episode of the Just Blog Baby podcast. You can follow us along on Twitter at Just Blog Baby. Also, we've got a Stitcher. What else we got? We're not SoundCloud more, and, <laughs> and iTunes. iTunes. The same, the same as always. So. Same as always, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so no Spotify. No, no Spotify. So, no Spotify. Thanks again to uh, to James for James. for coming back on the podcast once again. We appreciate it. So if you guys don't know already, I mean you should. But if you don't know already, go to his Twitter account at Raiders Reporter. Pretty easy one to find. And uh, he's been doing a lot of really good work for his website that he started himself, uh, BlackHoleBanter.com, and they've got a podcast as well so make sure to go you know subscribe over to that um they do uh you know him and and q um do pretty much episodes every week and they do a really good job so you know make sure you follow him on uh, on everything that he's got great stuff yeah appreciate you guys having me on love coming on and and i do believe our next guest on the podcast will be uh ryan himself so you guys should definitely tune in let's go man christian time christian christian for 50 plus minutes (laughs) (laughs) teamwork makes the dream work thanks fellas all right peace peace out thanks y'all